now. What's that? I picture people sitting out there, hovering around a cell phone, maybe in a car, and they're going, who's this guy's voice? I've heard that voice before. You know, maybe they heard some theme song, a theme song recently uh, in the last couple seconds where they said, I, I feel like I've heard this this song before. Oh, my. It's a podcast. I feel like I've heard this podcast before. It's just, this, is, this show is probably called Mostly Ghostly, isn't it? And then sure enough, I go and welcome back to Mostly Ghostly. Now, what you're going through right now is deja vu, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is deja vu is definitely, you know, me and Ray were talking. It's definitely within the, the realm of the paranormal, you know what I mean? It's one of those deals fits right in i had a little pair uh i've had you know numerous deja vuies in my day um we're gonna we're gonna introduce you know ray first of all how you doing over there ray it's been a little bit i'm not bad how about you doing all right i'm doing all right you know what i mean but we happen to have a great guest with us this evening and that guest is deborah schwartz how are you doing welcome to mostly ghostly Oh my goodness. Well, thank you, thank you. I uh this is be my first podcast. At fifty two I didn't think I'd have any more first left, but apparently I do. Heck yeah. We all we like to keep everybody, you know, feeling like tom- tomorrow's a new world, tomorrow's a new chapter type deal. I like that. That's what we like to go for. I think we you came into our orbit, I believe, through Jesse, our, our mutual friend Jesse. Yeah. Uh, you know, fr- friend of Mostly ghostly. She was on uh, last season. She was on there. She's a member of the Dead Kids of Derry, member <laughs> of Blood, Blood and Bud on the net, on our Boombastic Media Network. Where we're very happy to be a part of. So we thank all those folks. They're good folks. And uh, yeah, she linked us up, kinda. And uh, I said, if Jesse's if Jesse's bringing her on, she's got to be good peeps. You know. Uh-huh. Got y'all fooled. Oh, no. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We all get sucked into the nether void. You know? <laughs> I'm just teasing. I always assumed that's how I'd go out. The, par- the the entities would have to come and do something drastic like that. They'd have to come in in the middle of a mostly ghostly episode and get me and Ray together. Like, I don't want to divulge the plan how to end the show, but if the spirits want to do something like that, you know, maybe... Um, and we started to talk and it was a great conversation. We talked about a whole bunch of things. One of the things, one of the things we tapped into was, uh, the day you you get some stories with deja vu, which got my brain kicking because recent, you know, deja vu is one of those weird things. It's like, it's more than just like, it's an intense feel to the point where like you get goosebumps and you're like, you're like weirded out at how crazy it is. It's not just, Oh, you know, I've seen the mailman walk by my front yard today. I see that every day. It's not like that. It's like, oh, wait, what, like, what is going on here? This is insanity, you know. Um, I had an occurrence recently with my niece showing me some shoes on her phone and going through a list of them, and she was, like, naming them, all the styles they were, and I could have sworn I've heard her do that before. And anybody who has a teenage niece goes, you probably have heard that before. But <laughs> you probably have. 
I got the I got the vibe. I got that chilling vibe you get with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely felt that. And for a minute, you kind of think, hmm, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe I'm having like a, a crazy moment. But and you then it really settles. Once you settle down, you all know this is a real thing. This is a real thing. It very much is like a paranormal deal because like that's the same like after you see something when you see when I see something paranormal, I go, No, no, I can't really be seeing what I'm seeing, you know what I mean? Uh I think it's the same vibe. I think it's like that same that same feeling you get where it's like, No, this can't be doing this again. Not again, no. <laughs> Ray yeah. uh, well we we got. I won't leave Ray out. Ray is kind of the superstar of the show. I feel. I feel. Nope. Um, nope. Nope. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, before we get into Deborah's stories, weird as uh, deja vu sit with you off top. I've experienced it. Uh, actually, the experience of it has been the number of times has been increasing lately. It's on the increase. Oh, really? And it gets specific enough so that something is uh, happening. And I, I know that, like, okay, been here before. And someone's talking to me in my head. I start saying the next sentence they're going to say, and they say it. I go, oh, yeah, okay, I've been here before. Yep. Oh. I know what they're, what they're going to say next, what they're going to do next. You think there's any reason for why you're, like, seeing it more or failing it more? Not, like, you mean, like, as, like... You know, as opposed to years ago, like we're like, you know, some people say there's a, there's a speeding up, but you know, when when the end truly comes, there's like everything kind of goes quicker. They say time feels like it goes quicker and stuff like that. Uh, years ago, very infrequent. Um, yeah, it, it has been growing more frequent. Yeah. Probably in the last several years. I, um, uh, yeah. Frequent enough so that it doesn't surprise me too much anymore. That frequent. Yeah, I get that. The older I get, the more it seems to occur. You got the chill? Do you still get that chilly vibe or no? Does, do you lose the chilly vibe? Uh, if you're talking to me, I never got the chilly vibe. I was always curious about it. Now I just accept it. Yeah. yeah. I used to get the freak out vibe. When I was a lot younger, like in my 20s and 30s, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. can you wear on podcasts, or is that like a no thing? Uh, well, we're, we're at, we, you know, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood sponsors. Okay, all right. Show, so we're on, I don't think we can, but Mr. Rogers. You want for me to clean it up right away, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, but as I've gotten older, I don't get that chilly thing. I don't get that freaky thing. It's just like, oh, like Ray was saying, there it is again. Yeah, I feel like you lose the chili vibe, and that the chili vibe is the best part of the whole deal. Mm. My take, like the feel, like that uneasy, like when when you see something, hear something, and like you really do question, like I was little, that was like that was real. So what's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. That because then it could be would it be slide into like uh, intuition a little bit. What do you think? I think they're connected for sure. Yeah, like the gut. You know, I, we, I've had family that used to have dreams and like things would 
that were in their dreams would come about, which is kind of the same line as all that stuff too, I think. I think we all have intuition and I just think we all don't listen to it, you know? I'm, I've always been really strong with it because it, it kind of like grabs you. It almost shakes me. And it's yeah. like, hello, why are you not paying attention to this situation, whatever it is in front of you? Mm. I'm like, I don't know. I never really thought about it. it. My intuition is so strong, it makes me pay attention, even when I don't want to. Yeah. Well, you've got instinct, they say. Like, always trust your gut, that old saying. Yeah. yeah that's what it goes down to. You, your inner voice, you know, screams louder than all. So I'm going to get a little into it. For anybody out there that doesn't really know much about you know, deja vu, where they know kind of the basics of just to get the same feel, feel like this has happened before. Uh, we'll get a little, we'll get a little scientific for y'all out there. You know, came from the French, <clears throat> started with the French folk. You know, a loan word for the phenomenon of feeling is though one has lived through the present situation before, it is an illusion of memory whereby, despite a strong sense of recollection, the time, place, and context of the previous experiences are uncertain or impossible. Approximately two-thirds of surveyed populations report experiencing deja vu at least one time in their lives. The phenomenon manifests occasionally as symptoms of pre-seizure auras, and some researchers have associated chronic frequent pathological deja vu with neurological a psychiatric illness, uh, experiencing deja vu has been correlated with higher socioeconomic status, better educational attainment in lower ages. People who travel often frequently watch films, oh, and we're in trouble, or frequently remember their dreams are also more likely to experience deja vu than others. Interesting. Um... The dreaming, the films, it all, it's almost like they're trying to say it's an imaginary thing. Like a good imagination type vibe. Uh, our friend, our friends at, at the P sometimes are very, very big on the naysay. Very big on the naysay, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, definitely like it's the, the vibe, the vibe is the, the best thing, like I was saying. That's definitely what I get down with. Um, and everybody else, I'd say people probably feel it way more than at least once in their life. I mean, I guess they'd admit to that. But deja vu is almost one of those things. You know, there's certain types of paranormal stuff that people, you know, even if they don't believe in it, they'll they'll still say that, you know, wow, that, that actually worked or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, you, like when you say "excuse me" after a fart, it actually goes away. You know what I mean? Um, no, I'm just joking. It never goes away. But yeah, the deja vu dealio Ray. Yeah. What do you think it in the? What do you think it is? You think it's just uh, an open? You like? What do you think it is? Because there's people that don't believe in maybe spirituality or believe in ghosts or paranormal. But they still get these feelings. What, what would you? What do you think that that comes from? Well, there's one theory out there that there are multiple timelines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, quite a few theories. Some deal with multiple, the multiverse, multiple universes, yeah. and multiple timelines. One of the theories says that we are alive in another timeline, 
And when the timelines, timelines intersect, you momentarily become aware of the two lives going on at the same time. And that, that's your deja vu. I've done this before because it has happened in the other, the other, uh, timeline. And they've gotten close enough or bumped enough so that now that you're remembering that you're rem- remembering it in this timeline. Mm, that's deep. So it's kind of like a, it carries over from the other. And mm. the thing that can happen is if it's a traumatic event or something like that, you can actually jump timelines. Mm. Interesting. That, that one there includes different types of scientific things. I don't know whether you're talking quantum physics and a variety of potential things like that uh, to be able to come up with those different timelines and different universes. But that's right now a fairly common theory as to why it might be happening. The other would be that you yourself would be uh, ca- breaking down the limits of your mind by accepting it has no limits and seeing ahead as to what's going to happen. You're seeing it before it happens. So, like, that timeline thing, would it be almost like a, a ley line situation where, like, or, like, portal-like, where, like, you kind of enter into a zone that, an area that's kind of tied to it? Kind of tied to it a, a week, let's say, you know, um, you're, you're, you're walking along a wall, and parts of the wall have been repaired. What you don't know is it's just something like wallpaper there and nothing behind it. At that thin point, you're going to hear something from the other side of the wall. Yeah. I mean, something's likely to cross over there at that point where it's so thin, like paper thin, that you hear something or feel something from what's going on on the other side. And it's similar with the timelines. When they come closer, they butt up against each other. You start to receive things from yourself in the other timeline. Yeah. And that's, that, that's where you see that you've done this before, that it's happening somewhere else. That kind of makes sense. I mean, I vibe with like go stepping into a portal. The 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 different, like the same person living multiple lives thing is interesting. It's an interesting take, and that, that them linking up that way is a very interesting take on it. But no, Deborah, I know you've got a couple stories for us. I got three. I three is uh, a good. Paranormal number, you know what I mean? Triangular. That's what we like here. It is um, very... I don't even know where to start. What's my... Well... Well, I guess the best place to start before we get into the stories is... Have you ever kind of had... Felt like you were open to things? You know, was there anything when you were younger... You know, I know a lot of folks that are that are open, open, and you know they have you know situations where they experience you know a paranormal uh, deal or something like that. Did you ever have anything when you were younger? Go down. I think so, but I know that um, when I verbalized it to like my parents or anything, they just didn't believe me and were kind of like, "Stop, stop, stop." Yeah. That doesn't um, make any sense and, you know, you're out of your mind kind of thing. But then there were other instances where it was just too strong to to doubt. One yeah. of my, can I tell you a story? You sure can. All right. Hey, Ray, buckle up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just put my seatbelt on. Oh, this story now is uh, when I was pregnant with my second son. 
And he was due October 4th. And I kept telling my husband, no, he's going to be born in August. And he said, stop saying that. That's too early. I said, Labor Day weekend at the latest. I'm telling you, this kid's coming in August. So all through the pregnancy, I had this dream about a door and a rooftop, and it never opened. And I just made up this little, you know, rainbow and unicorn thing of like, oh, it's the baby coming into the world through the door. Yay. And uh no, that was not what it was. <laughs> and um sure enough, my son was born August 23rd. And they put me in a room up in Boston. And they opened up the curtain and it was a brick wall. And I was, I'm a claustrophobic person and the rooms are small anyway. Yeah. So I said, can you move me to another room? This is not going to work out if I got to hang out here for a week and stare at a brick wall. So they put me in another room. They opened up the curtain. And there was the rooftop. And there was the door. I was in that room for a week. And that door never opened. Boom. Mind blown. Yeah. That was like, what? You know, that that was, I think, for me, the most in-my-face one that I've had so far. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. What do you think it is? You think it's something you've seen before? You think it's somebody trying to show you something when you see these things? I know Ray was talking about timeline jumping. You think it's a, what's your take on this? I think for me, I always felt um, that it represented the strong connection I had with my son, the strong Mm -hmm. connection I had with the baby. Um, You know, to this day, he, I'm the one he tells everything to, like everything. You know, you guys are guys. Picture stuff you would never tell your mother. I know. So, you know, like he's very close to me in that way. So I always thought it had to do with the representation of the relationship with us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was, and my husband, the three of us, very like, I don't know, you know, it was a bond, like, you're lucky if you get it kind of bond. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you that that goes into the second story if you want to hear that one. Okay, Ray, you want to comment on the first one? Yeah, what do you think, Ray? Well, um, what, what you're looking at is if you're talking about that soul and spirit already has that bond with you even before, yeah. com- before coming into this life. Well, they're not restricted by time like we are or location. And those images from that birth or afterwards that the soul could have picked up, transferred to you. And you picked up what was that room you would be in ahead of time, that that information was passed from the other side, from your child before actually being born. Ooh, that's like goose bumpy material. Oh, yeah. Wow. Does a rooftop and a, and a door have anything symbolic in your in your brain when you think of that stuff, right? Like, uh, like the mean, like the you know, like she says, the, the sun coming into the world. I think that's kind of, I think that definitely fits. Is there anything else you could think of, or uh, not that I could think of? No. Okay. Wow. And I, I only put Ray on the spot because Ray. Uh, I don't know if you if if you, if you listen to the show, but Ray's uh, kind of the brains of the operation over here. You know what I mean? He knows all the stuff. So I always like to double check with Ray and make sure everything's uh now that's okay, you know what I mean? That's how we do it here. That works for me. Yeah. I kinda roll with things. Huh? I kinda roll with things, so that works. That's for how me. we do. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Make life so much easier if that's what most people did, wouldn't it? I like easy life. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's much better than the hard one. I've had both. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was that's like the strongest one. Yeah. The other two have to do with my husband. Um, we used to live in a house over in Dartmouth, right next to a little town next to New Bedford. I don't know if you know what that is, you guys. Um, I bought that house when I was 23, like that on my own with a kid. I was like Wonder Woman back then. It was Who knows? Super, yeah, uh, real proud, you know, I worked hard and I bought myself a house. And, um, afterwards, it was a little house, but it was my house. Your house, right. And I met my husband and we built onto it and, you know, expanded as we expanded the family and all of that. Um, and he was kind of getting sick. He had been sick on and off with different things, like 15 years. And he was getting sick with stuff and keeping up a house with a lot of work. Yeah. I said to him, why don't we move down? I live on Cape Cod now. I said, why don't we move down to Sandwich? It's a place you've always liked. We both love it. I said, you always wanted to live there. I said, why don't we move down to like a condo or a townhouse kind of situation? Downsize, you know? Make life simple. Easy life. Right, Matt? That's right. And then these are the key words. You ready? And this is what I said to him. In case you can't work. Five years later, he gets a brain, he gets brain cancer, has the tumor removed, goes on disability, and can't work. Mm. It's like I knew, I know stuff before I know stuff. And I don't know what it means. And I didn't know at the time that that meant it was going to connect to that type of a situation. But I knew something was coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I had, I had a, my grandfather had dreams about like car accidents, boat accidents, a fire at a restaurant, um, all types of stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like, I always kind of wonder like, what is it? Like it, it, what you said about the connection, I think that's heavy duty with it. I think the connection between the people is huge and they both probably have to be pretty open to it. I'd assume. But you never know because, like, naysayers, every now and then, naysayers see some paranormal stuff and it flips their wig back and they they, yeah. they change their tune, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's interesting. So you don't exactly have to believe sometimes. I always, my take is you got to believe. you got to kind of be open to it to be able to hear something or see something. But so many people oh. just catch oh. it. So, so much, like, all the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, living a little life, he's getting sicker and sicker. And I said, uh, I had my first son when I was 17. So I've been, I've been working hard for most of my life. And I said, when I'm 50, my life will be my own. That was like my own little mantra for a while. When I'm 50, my life will be my own because the youngest was going to be 20. So I was free of all child yeah, yeah. stuff. I get to do some shit I want, some stuff I want to do on my own, you know, with um, my husband, and it would just be the two of us. That's what it meant to me. Yeah. My husband died when I was 50. Sorry to hear that. Me too, dude. I, th- me I too. thought you might be, yeah. I had a feeling. Yes. 
And I was, I got in a big old argument with God and the universe and all the planets involved. And I'm like, this is not what I was talking about. Right. I was just talking about being able to like do whatever I wanted, go take off for a weekend, you know? Yeah. And, um, that kind of scared me. That, that's the, the one that scared me, I think. The other two didn't scare me, but that one was like, I gotta watch what I say. I gotta watch what I do and watch what I think, cause it's, yeah. God, it, it's a little more powerful than I thought. We're, we're big on the power of the tongue, not that you said anything like that, but has that changed your, your opinion of the things you say and stuff like that and the way you think? Um, towards that stuff, you know what I mean? Well, I've been, I'm 52 now, so he's been gone for two years. And it's more of, there's signs of him being around all the time. He is, I'm a person who likes to have things in their place. Not to the OCD extreme, but (laughs) everything has a place kind of thing. And he is moving my shit, he's moving my stuff. And you gotta put me on the PG-13 show. Yeah, yeah. He's moving my stuff all all over the place. There is, and I recognize that. Like, I don't ignore that as nothing. I I believe that is something. Yeah. Even though he's not here, he's, he's still around. He's still here in, in a different form, you know? So those are my, those are my experiences and they kind of blow my mind when I think about it. What's it like to hear? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to know from both of you guys. Yeah. What's it like to hear my story from an outsider, you know, a stranger's perspective? Ray, you want to take it first? Well, there's one uh, thing that that has been said about people who believe in manifesting. And <clears throat> besides being careful what you do, because you can manifest something uh, that you don't actually intend to. But we may have the simplest thought and we put it out there, whether it's a fantasy or we're trying to manifest it, whether we're using a ritual or not, just thinking about it or talking about it a lot to ourselves primarily. Yeah. Is that um, <clears throat> it can come about. What you have to be careful for is the form it takes. The universe can recognize certain energies and will respond. But how it gets you there may not be what you want. The example I like to use is, let's say someone says, I want $10 million. And they're thinking I'm going to have $10 million, not that they're going along, going along. They're riding down the street, boom, get in an accident. Multimillionaire, drunk, driving. There's a court settlement, $10 million, but you're in a wheelchair. You get your $10 million. How it comes about. It's a difficult thing, so you've got to be very careful how you manifest, be very specific, and know that the universe at times will give it to you, not necessarily the way you thought you wanted it. I think that's what happened to me. Hmm. I noticed you said universe and not God, Ray. Well, I tend to say that um, there was, I call it the oneness. It's divine, it's God, it's the universe, it's everything. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's just like if you're, you talk to a, uh, astrophysicist, we have the atoms from stars in us. Yeah. We are stardust. I mean, everything is connected one way or another. 
um, quantum physics. I mean, just go through all the branches and there's all this connectivity. And that's what I see as the ultimate that people would call God. I will, for convenience sake, say the universe. Yeah. But it's, it's responding to your vibration and to your thoughts. It will give you what you want often. But how it gets there is kind of like freestyle. So be careful what you ask for. That's why I'm afraid to say anything now. I'm like, man, <clears throat> you know, that wasn't what I, that certainly wasn't what I was looking for. But that's I, what yeah, happened. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that like you brought it on like that. You know what I mean? Um, and I know oh, you weren't asking for that. You know what I mean? It, life is crazy. I would have to say that was right with that deal where like you ask, ask and I, were you asking or it was just kind of showing you, I feel it was just kind of showing you these things, you know? So I don't know. It's weird. It's like, um, I was just saying it like a statement, you know, like ownership of it that, Hey man, when I'm 50, I've worked my, I've worked my tail off and now I'm going to do some, do something for me. I've been taking care of people for a long time. Now I'm going to, I'm going to do something for me, put myself as a priority, but this was not the way I wanted to go about it. Not even, not even close. Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, now I'm afraid to say anything. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I'd hate to think that with everything we know about, you know, God and the universe and stuff, you know, you'd hate to think that it would get, that wires would get crossed like that. You know what I mean? I I feel like it's more like it's maybe like the message was sent um, and it maybe got took in the wrong way or something. Like you knew it was going to be, there was a time before this would happen, but it wasn't like, you know, you didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Like maybe the message was like, some, there'll be a drastic change within this time or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Cause like I do, I do believe in messages coming to people. I don't know where they exactly where they come from. And I do believe in the power of the tongue. You know what I mean? I do believe I try and tell everybody, I go, you know, just speak, you know, if you're bad times to try and speak positive about things, you know what I mean? And, you know, say things are going to be better, not just say, not just can things be better, but things are going to be better. You know what I mean? Like, wait it out. Things are going to get better type deal. So I definitely vibe with the fact that there's power in the things we say. You know, we talked, we had an episode on curses, you know, I think the first season and we talked about the just the little things, you know, man, I hate that guy. You don't know that guy, but you hate him. You say it, you put it in the world. You know what I mean? Oh, that dude cut me off. I wish he was dead. He cut you off. You wish he was dead. You're putting that in the world. You know what I mean? It's like, you really got that. I've had to learn to kind of be careful. Brent, cut it back, you know, kind of understand, you know, how these words have a lot of power to them. You know what I mean? It's not just whatever, you know what I mean? You got to kind of be careful. You're blessed to be able to say these things, I guess. So be responsible, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm maturing. Ray, ain't it beautiful? Once you can't put it back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's tricky biz. I was maturing for a little bit. Now I'm back. Now mm-hmm. I'm back. You know what I mean? Did I cut you off, Ray? Were you going to say something? Uh, no, I was going to make a joke about the maturing, but we'll let it go. Oh, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I de- I definitely think that you know speaking stuff out. Like I said, I don't. I knew. I knew, it, it's it's very interesting to take that place because I know that whoever would be listening at that time would know your heart, and they know they would know that that's not what you're asking for. Obviously, you know what I mean. So that's where the blur line with that situation comes with me is where I think it might have been maybe a message sent that didn't get received wrong. And I'm not saying that you, you, you did anything wrong, you know, like, you, you know what I mean? It's just kind of a, yeah, you never, is. you never think, you know, you know what I mean? It's like somebody can say something big is going to happen. And that's such a vague thing that it's like, Oh, big, that's going to be great. And then something very tragic happens. You know what I mean? It's, well, I feel, I feel cursed now because uh, <laughs> for the last 10 months, I got, I got the severe COVID and now I have, they call it long haul COVID. You ever hear that crap? Long haul COVID. That sounds like uh, they're they're really having fun with the, with the names nowadays. Uh, it is uh, if you get COVID severe enough, it can attack all your major organs. And with mine, I don't think it missed one. And um, huh. I've had to go to a lot of specialists and do all this thing, all these medical things. Was in the hospital for a week, which is insane. I've never been in a hospital. Yeah. And I feel like I'm being cursed. My husband was sick for so long. I, you know, wish my life to be free. Well, he's gone, but here, now you got to suffer and go through what he went through. And a lot of it does mimic his medical journey. So it's, it's a little freaky. I don't know what's happening. Do you, do you think that you, did you ever like dabble with dark arts or like in, in, a, in an earlier life? You, did, was there anything that you think? You know, we, the police aren't listening, and we won't say anything the police would be upset by. But, like, is there any, do you have any idea where this could have came, like, a negative, like, I, it sounds like you're saying there's almost a negative energy at work, so to speak. It kind of feels like that. You know, where you might have picked it up. Well, it's not not hard to pick them up. You, you know, me and Ray talk about, like, you go to the flea. I used to love, I love the flea market and yeah, the Salvation too. Army. Yeah, you yeah. got to be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful. Ray tur- turned me off to all that stuff because he said that there's like it. It's it makes sense. There's like attachments to those people's love. You know, like people have these possessions they love so much, and then they lose them, and they have these weird attachments to them that you now bring into your house. So oh my like, God. that makes so much sense. It's crazy. Yeah, Ray blew my mind apart with that one day, and wow. I was like picking my head off the ground. I'm just like. Uh oh, it's Cape true Cod. though, you know. Oh, totally. Cape Cod is like thrift store heaven down here, and yeah. there's all kinds of stuff. I'm looking around now, and there's stuff all over the place that's like from a secondhand store. You know, and, and from one that, of the energy that was sold with it. Well, that's the thing. You get jewelry or something, something that like a loved one gave the loved one, and now the loved one don't have it anymore. But like that necklace was everything to that person. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that, um, yeah. you know, family heirlooms, stuff like that that a lot of, like, love and admiration goes into. And then when the people isn't there, it's almost like the item has, a mind, like, a mind of its own and wants that attention still. You know what I mean? Yeah. And souls can go into it. All types. We talk about, like, um, you know, conjuring stuff with your mind. and You know what I mean? Like, if you really believe that something's there like you could almost stir up some energy and if you really put all your love and stuff into this item 
and yeah. like you worshipped it all. You worshipped, literally worshipped it. Like it would create some type of energy around it. And then when it no longer has you, it would want that. I get that. No, I can't think of any like dark magic stuff or anything like that that I was into, you know? Um, you know, definitely. Even like. Not, not an angel kind of person and, you know, yeah. borderline criminal at times. But other than that. Even like, uh, even things as innocent as like using a Ouija board, like could, you could open up a portal to bring bad things over. I wonder if I, that sounds familiar. I think a lot of people don't even remember because it was a kid's game for the most part. Yes, maybe. I went for a card reading once. Huh? I remember going for a card reading, you know, those tarot cards and stuff. Yeah, that's a good question because we've had people that have done it on the show. And I've always, and I I came up in a religious family and they always told me that that was like bad news. Like, stay away from that. But like, Ray, what's your take on that? Um, there's a book on, well, actually, Weight was when it, it's called The Weight Deck. That was the oldest and most popular one. Uh, There was a whole book on magic, and that deck is mentioned in there, and there's a way for reading it. Um, But this gentleman, and since came out with them, they became very popular. There have been simpler versions since then, uh, before then. Since then, people have come out, oh, now there's the Egyptian one, and there's this one, and that one. Basically, what you're doing is you're using these as a tool to open up uh, a portal to try and get information from the spirit world. What is going on in your life? And hopefully get some direction as to where you should be going. And what you, I used, I used to do the readings for people and there were different spreads. And they would shuffle. I put the spread down and I tell them what the major issues were in their life at that time. Made you in conflict. Things in the past, the cards would tell me that contributed to it and different paths they can take outside influences and then the outcome if they follow the path. And most readers will do base, that same basic thing. Get that information. And you get the information from the cards. The person puts their energy into the cards. The cards are in a sense reading them and how they come up in the, in the shuffle when you, when you put them down afterwards, the person shuffles them. Uh, the cards responding to their energy and giving you the information they picked up through their sacred symbolism that the, the energy that they picked up from the person and you're interpreting that seeing it as a, as a fancy the past or future so, so yeah the there, is, there is some, there is something to it yeah so the cards are like a facade the, the cards are like the trick keep your mind off of other things almost so to speak they're not, the, they're like, the card, they, they're not really needed, so to speak. Like, they're not really needed, but they're there to almost comfort or confuse the person they're talking to or whatever. Uh, the cards serve, serve a maybe purpose. Maybe not confuse. Maybe not confuse. Yeah. I mean, you'll have the tower, you'll have death, you'll have the lovers, you have a variety of different cards. They all have their symbolism, and that symbolism will give you the message. You'll read the message in those symbols where that card shows up. Yeah. Like if you have um <clears throat> death doesn't necessarily mean death. Yeah. There's the devil but in the weight deck he's sitting on a little platform and I need one side there's a man there's a woman and then there's 
they're chained to the platform with the devil is. Yeah. Usually, usually in your past, if I were to see that, I would probably read that as being a corruption of the lovers, or let's say you had a divorce or a severe breakup in your past. If it came in a past position. And I'd say severe or nasty because there was something about it that really shouldn't have happened. It's a corruption. The devil is a corruption of love. Yeah. But if, where that card falls changes it a little bit as to how it's going to play with the other cards. If it happened in your past and then let's say in the, in the uh, current, the layout in the middle for what's going on right now, if there's the lovers there and then in the future there's... Um, I forgot the name of which one, but it's basically a celebration with everybody holding up wine cups. It's the harvest time, et cetera. It's a big celebration. If you have the transition of the corruption, the devil going to the lovers and then ending up in the celebration, then you have learned in the past. You had, let's say, a divorce in the past. You found somebody now. You're working it out in the future. You'll get married and have a great life. That's Ready kind of simplified. I, I got a question for you. Tell me what you think of this. What I do for work, 30 years I've been a social worker, right? And I hear people's stories. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the unspeakable. All of those. I believe everybody has a story. And where you are in life depends on what chapter you're in. Right now I work in hospice. I went back to hospice. So I, I look at it as in the final chapters of someone's story. Do you think that having other people's energies and stories and words put into you can impact me or another? Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And yes, it can. The constant bombardment of that energy and those stories. Um, unless you have something you can do, whether it is spiritual protection or sometimes whether you have something that you can go out and do that takes your mind completely off it, that you re-energizes you mm-hmm. and orient, reorientates you in a positive, puts you back in a positive mood. Without that, that stuff is going to build up inside of you. That's true. And those energies are going to be hanging around you, almost like attachments, but they'll also build up and start affecting you. And they can affect your health because the body is an energetic system and affects the energies in your system. Uh, It can, it can affect your health. Um, Hospice. um, I worked in, I was an assistant manager in a nursing home and we had trouble keeping people in hospice, so I worked there a lot, which did not bother me. I found it a wonderful thing to be able to be there. But so when people were in that situation, and if the family was there, they were they would go outside afterwards and stuff like that. I would tend to stay away unless they said something where I could give something um, appropriate. Like if they, if they showed up late and they're talking to people and, and, and they go in there and stuff. I mean, I, it was with each one. For the most part, I stayed out. But when it seemed appropriate, I would say something. But I found it a wonderful place to go because if, when the people were in the bed, particularly alone, and I would be in there cleaning, there they were lonely waiting to die. And I would gauge them. I would engage them. I'd listen to their stories. I'd talk to them and I'd, I'd let them 
for a little while be alive again. And That's I, I and if, they, if if they looked if they if they looked sad or something, I'd kind of cheer them up or just comfort them a little. Doesn't take. But much. I found mm. no, it doesn't. I found that was a good place. People would say, "Oh, that's I don't want to work there." We had a problem keeping people there. I sounds weird, but I actually enjoyed it because it was something that I could do for them. Yeah, and I could, yeah. I could, I could see them feel better. I get that. Now, since my husband has died, people have asked. They ask me all the time. They're like, "What do you like to do for fun? What do you like to do for you? What do you like to do?" Period. I have no freaking idea. I've been taking, I got knocked up at 16 and I've been taking care of people ever since. You know, my kid and then I met my husband and then he got sick. And then we had a kid together and he has special needs. So there is no deb time. So this whole, the whole thing now I look back and go, wow, I said, but I turned 50, my life is my own. I don't even know what my life is. Like, what a, what a, what an illusion that was. Well, it, it, it was yours, but you made the right decision to kind of sacrifice it to help out those other people. So you made the right decision, so to speak. Hmm. And what? Uh, how do you think? Of, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Huh? That's pretty good. Oh, Way to go, Matt. <laughs> Nailing it. <laughs> Ray, when you were saying your deal, I had a quick question for you. That this might help Deborah too. Like when you were in the hospice deal. Um, as far as like, you know, that those negative vibes of the passings and the sadness, like, did you do prayers or any type of protection when you would come or go to kind of, you know, cleanse you because they weren't angry with you or anything, but like just the, the sadness in the air and the gloom and like that, like you said, that really does affect your energy. Did you, was there anything you did that might somebody at home or or Deborah might be able to kind of use? Um, all I did was pause for a moment to set my mind. I said, I would tell myself I'm here for them. Mm. Let, you know, let me do my job well. And if the opportunity comes, let me help somebody. And that would be it. And then I just walk in, into that unit. It was a unit. There were like uh, 10 beds in. And then I'd walk in and I would do my job, whatever would happen would happen. And afterwards I'd just say a little prayer for their well being. And when I was leaving. I didn't do much to protect myself I, because it, I did not feel negative energy in there. Sadness from the families when they came, but from the people in the bed, some of them were scared, but most of them uh, actually were resigned and we kind of got along and I helped them along when I could. Yeah. Help to, to cheer them up, not help them along, help cheer them up as I much as possible. Ray Vorkian over there. <laughs> I heard about you. <laughs> Yeah, that's good, though. You know, there's definitely karma points for days, you know, doing that stuff. You know, what's your typical mood in there? A quiet place, I'm sure. You know, are they looking to have an interaction, you know, because it's almost over? Or are they really to themselves? I'm sure everybody's different. But what do you guys see in in, in situations like that, places like that? Ooh. Oh, you're making me think of Lou. I met Lou, yeah. He, I, I met a man yesterday, first time. Yeah. First time out of the park, brand new patient. So I go in, and on each side he has a daughter, and then his wife is sitting next to me. And I said, 
just, I always start off as a social worker trying not to be a social worker because nobody really likes social workers. <laughs> but I was kind of, kind of always going to this, just start off like a conversation, like what we're having now. Yeah. And you get him telling his story about his life, asking him questions. You know, what'd you do for work? Oh yeah. Did you like it? Did you go to church? You know, whatever. It can be whatever. And I find myself this time, this is my third hospice, being drawn to the caregiver more than the patient because it's so relatable for me. It's like such, it's, it's like my heart is still cracked and broken. And I, I get that from them. And, but, um, but Lou, I loved him. He just, he talked about his experience in life, but also, we got towards writing the last few chapters of his book and we talked about what his wishes were and he got to tell his family what he wants when he dies. And I engage in that conversation um, with people because that's the final gift you can give somebody is to respect their wishes when they pass away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's, People say, oh, how can you do hospice? 30 years, whatever I've done as a social worker, I've done a lot of different things. And they're like, how do you do child abuse? How do you do mental health? Now, how do you do hospice? I'm like, it's what I do. I don't know. It's people, you know, different situations, but it's people. And uh hospice is like, you know, going out. I, I can look at it as I like to ha- try to help people go out on their own terms. Yeah. That's that's magic. That is magic. It's love. That's like love at the end of the day, you know what I mean? That's big love. For all the stuff I did wrong in my life, and there's tons, you know, and not enough podcasts in the world to go over all that <laughs> stuff. But yeah, know. It's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um my life's mission and work has been to, to doing good for other people, sometimes at my own expense. Yeah. No. You religious? You believe in a heaven and a hell? I'm Jewish, dude. Jewish people, we only believe in heaven. There is no hell for Jewish people. We've had some people on the show that weren't even Jewish that believe that. I'm not as hip to the to the religion as I should be. I wish I knew more about other religions, but what's Jewish there? To, no, no hell, huh? No. This is the thing about Jewish. You're gonna love this. This is my I, little. My I little love Jewish. it already. No hell, yeah. I know. That's how I signed up. I converted. <laughs> I hopped the fence. Yeah. My husband is Jewish, and um, we wanted to raise our son with a re- some kind of religion in his background. So I converted to Judaism. I studied for two years with a rabbi. That was really cool. Yeah. But Jude- Jewish people typically believe that the better life you live on earth, the closer you get to live near God when you when you die. So the way I've lived my life, I'm like going to live in somewhere like Brockton. I was just thinking of something like neighborhoods, breaking it up into like different types of neighborhoods. Yeah. Yes. I I am totally better than Mattapan, Dorchester material, but I'm probably right around Brockton, you know, close to the line of the bad part. Do they have like a forgiveness meter, like how Christians, you know, they can be forgiven for their sins? Can can you get a better, a closer, you know, better parking spot and stuff like that? Um, <laughs> no, not that. 
But you know what Jewish people do that I think is really cool? They really step up, man. It's not just lip service. When I had COVID, I was down for a month and I was alone. Yeah. Going through it. But, you know, nobody was here. And I called on my temple and I had women from the temple cook and leave food outside my door for three weeks. Yeah. And that's how I got by. Like, um, they'd come by two or three times a week and they'd leave something outside, you know, and like they, for, for our temple, we consider that to be acts of love, which are acts of God. Yeah. Oh, we love Jewish people. We're not giving no hard times. We love everybody. Oh, you know what Jewish, I mean? I'm so down with Jewish people. There's no Catholic guilt attached. None of this, you know, there's just none of, none of the things that make religion it doesn't turn people off. Yeah. So you just got, you're born and then you just have to choose to live a good life. And there's no, like, if you, if you mess up, you just kind of have to own it. There's no forgiveness thing. Well, yeah, actually. Well, actually, yeah. The biggest holidays in, in Judaism, are Rosh Hashanah, that's the Mm. beginning. It starts, it's in September and it's the start of the Jewish new year. Yeah. And that, that's like five days, four days, and that leads up to Yom Kippur, which is the mother of all Jewish holidays. It is not Hanukkah. Nobody gives a flying F about Hanukkah. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. It is not the Jewish Christmas. We don't care. Yeah. But Yom Kippur is all about atonement. It's about looking back over the last year and saying, how do, you know, how do I want to be better? For the next year. Is that a multi-day holiday or? Uh, no, it's one day out of the year. One day. It's the last day of Rosh Hashanah, yeah. But it's, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of the Jewish way of thinking is staying involved in your community. You truly help your neighbors. Yeah. My rabbi and the Catholic priest in town are like tight. My rabbi marches in gay pride parades. Or, like, you know, he's... I, I see. Yeah, if you're gonna be religious, you should preach love. If you're gonna preach love, you're gonna love everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, he talks about it. Pisses off some of the older members of the of the temple, but he talks about um, transgender people, LBQ, yeah. T, LBQT. I don't know. I don't know all the letters, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, he's open to all everybody. Like yeah. the doors to the temple are open. We have black Jews. People are like, what? There's a black Jew. Well, there's a bunch of them. You know, gay, queer, lesbian, all of it. Yeah. All of it. Very all cool. It. I, you know, yeah. That, that was the one thing about religion that I always never understood. It was like, you know, the judging thing, how, how like it was you know, only God can judge people, but like everybody's judged, unfortunately. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I, you know, I just, that, that was always interesting for me. But yeah, we love the Jewish folks. Somebody told me once that with the Jewish folks, they said, um, the difference between like your typical regular, like a Jewish family and your typical family is like, you know, I think they use just your regular Christian, uh, they said, you know, that Christian guy, he's kind of focused on get making his life good and making sure he has everything he needs for, like, you know, to have a good life. But the Jewish guy is making sure his kids have everything they. So, like, they care. It's more like 
I want to say more of the care more, but like it's more generational. Like they're, they're more focusing on, you know, the next generation as opposed to, you know, a Christian, if you will, is like in the moment. This is what the person was saying it was more like in the now, you know what I mean? Not really thinking about next year, you know, next lifetime, so to speak, which That's I can awesome. appreciate. Yeah. I can appreciate, you know, but it's interesting. I always find it the, 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 the forgiveness thing. Cause I was raised Christian my whole life. And it's like that forgiveness thing is big. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you would get, you'd feel like if you, you know, you would get to, I don't know what like their sins are, how they differ and stuff, but you can tag them sins up pretty easily, quickly. You know what I mean? Some, some of them just, you know, and uh, if you get enough of them, it's almost like you're going to be on a different planet than God when you die. You know what I mean? You know, not even in his neighborhood anymore. You can't even be in the same atmosphere. Um, I just find that very interesting. You know, it'd be cool to kind of go into that at a later time. We're boring Ray, I think. But um, <laughs> I, I always find the the forgiveness thing, because it's been so, forgiveness has been such a huge part of, like, the religion that I came up in, you know what I mean? That it's, like, weird to think there's not a forgiveness and type vibe to the other ones, you know what I mean? I do. My father is a born-again Christian, like yeah. the worst kind, you know? full of judgment. He's, I guess he's doing it right. I don't know. Yeah. I knew I didn't want to be that. I'm all, you can't hide behind religion and try to control people and tell them that they're going to hell because no, it doesn't work like that. Not, yeah. not to me. So when I, when I became Jewish, he was not a happy man. He was like, why do you have to do that? <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah. 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 It's, I dig it. I, you know, it's faith and hope are two things that get you through so many challenges in life. Sure. Don't you think Ray, let's get Ray back in here. Ray yeah. hop in, bud. Faith and hope. There ain't none better. <laughs> faith and hope. Well, uh, let's you can't see. Just face and hope. Oh, Ray. No way. Jose can you just <laughs> face and hope. You got to have faith. Well. Yeah. I, I go by the old, and you're going to find this interesting. I go by the old Jewish interpretation of faith. Oh, okay. Right. Bring it. If you go, if you go back, faith was not what you professed. It was not what you said, what you believed. If you were a person of faith, you expressed it by how you lived. Yes. Your life is the expression of your faith. Mm. Yeah. So it becomes your responsibility to do good deeds. I believe it's called a mitzvah. It is. To do those good deeds, and that mitzvah is also love. So that I am familiar with, and I like very much. I think that institutions, particularly, and I'm not saying the core of the faith, but institutions, particularly the early Christian ones, became too much of an institution and got away from some of the some of the basic teachings, the earlier teachings. Yeah. And separated themselves from Judaism, which I find uh, kind of difficult because Jesus was a Jew. He attended temple. He uh, <laughs> everything he quoted scriptures. So how do you separate them? But that's all human influence later on. For me, as far as faith is how you live, because you live. Again, using ancient uh, Hebrew, Paleo-Hebrew, 
the first transla- the translation of the first figures, which are similar to cuneiform, cuneiform, um, for the name of God, translated into the everything. So God is everything. Well, we're part of that everything. That's a part of our responsibility. Behave in a godly way. That's our faith. That's our walk. Mm-hmm. I and got whether you. Whether it whether you do it from a Jewish perspective, a Hindu, a Christian, or whatever, it should all produce the same thing. Yeah. It should all be the same type of walk, just with a different name on it. There's your faith. Your hope is that you can find in yourself that spark of the divine to be able to walk that way now and continue once you cross over into the next world. Mm. And from I, I look at just hope in regular situations, you know, when my husband died, I'm like, I just hope I can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. You know, like it's, I wasn't even, I, I, not even looking at religion or, I don't know, some days it was just a pizza. Like seriously, what? you know, like just yeah. getting through the day and finding something good. And some days, stretches of days, there'd be nothing. You know, and I'm like, I have to still be here. That's important. I, I got one more deja vu story for you. I just thought yeah. You want to hear it? You better believe it. You better believe it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was, every month, the third, of, my husband died January 3rd. So on the third of the month, I go to the cemetery and I sit with him and I cry and I talk to him. And nobody's around. So, you know, I don't get committed to a psych ward or anything. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, snow, rain, cold. Like I usually go. I haven't been in, in a few months, so I'm kind of guilty of that. But the nine month anniversary of when he passed away, I'm at the cemetery and I'm sitting there. I'm crying, doing my thing, and my oldest son calls. He's 35, and uh, he's he doesn't call me very much. So I'm I, I'm like, hey, what's going on? He goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting at the cemetery with Steve. That was his stepdad. And I said, you know, just crying, doing my thing. And he says, oh, I don't want to bother you. I just wanted to tell you we're having a baby. Now, mind you, how many months does it take to have a baby? Come on, fellas. You know this one. Nine. And it happened to be the nine-month anniversary that I was sitting there with my husband. And I will tell you something. I talk a lot more about it now, that I, but I didn't in the beginning. I had a two-year plan. Once he died, I had a two-year plan. Get, get stuff in order, and I'm checking out. Mm. I had a way. You know, I wasn't one of those, goodbye, everyone, on Facebook things and all that crap. So I was a real deal. I was going. I was making sure things got straightened out, got all my affairs in order, and I was going. And then my husband is such a bastard. He sends a baby to this world to freaking right. keep me here. Son of a bitch, I swear to God. I was like, no, I was, this was my year. This was my checkout year. Yeah. And next month, my granddaughter turns a year old. So I am like, you know, (laughs) pissed off and happily ever after all at the same time. Yeah. So isn't that kind of a weird, like, connection? Yeah. Don't you think? That is a connection. That is a good connection. Yeah, I dig on that. Yeah, that's strong. That is strong. I think he's saying he yeah, he don't want he can't wait to see you, but we'll wait a little bit longer. You know what I mean? 
One of those yeah, deals. He wants yeah. more than a two-year break from me. I totally get the message. I know what he's saying. He's like, I'm not ready for you yet. Stay down there for a while longer. Yeah. The talking, I, you know, I just lost my nanny with it, you know, like a, less than a month ago. and Oh, I'm so sorry. I say I appreciate that. And, like, I, I'm a big believer in the talking thing. Like, I try to tell everybody. I think it's so much easier when you, like, talk and, you, you yeah. know what I mean, and know that they can hear you. Because I feel that they can, you know what I mean? Oh, I talk to them all the time. Yeah. I, I walk through grocery store, the grocery store, and people start looking. So I got to be careful where yeah. I'm doing it now. Cause, you know, I'm, I'm having a full blown conversation with them in my head. I don't know. Ray, has that ever happened to you? Like you lose someone and you still talk to them and you can hear their voice? Um, I. Just me? <laughs> no, I talk to the dead on a regular basis. Yeah, Ray, Ray, Ray. Ray's, I didn't tell you. I don't think I told you. Ray's a medium. He's been in the mediumship world for like longer than I've been alive. I was feeling something once he started talking about cards, and once he started <laughs> yeah. talking about, I'm like, is he like a medium? Or that's a what that's what I meant by he's the brains of the operation. But I don't like to give it away. But yeah, he's the uh, he's the real motor. Look at you, Ray, hiding behind the curtain like Oz. <laughs> when you when you talk, when you have talked to your husband, yeah. Okay, have you at any point asked for a sign that you should stay here or what what you should be doing? Hmm. Have you have, did you in your conversation ask him at any time? No. What I did ask him was when he first passed away, I said, "Show me a sign that you're okay." And I got it. Separate from the uh, granddaughter. Yeah. Okay. Now the granddaughter. The granddaughter. I saw that coming before you said it. That one there was yeah. easy. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be so. Do you have a grandson? Mm, no. I think you might. Do you have someone who might be able to? Might be having one soon. No, I don't. A son? No. I have two boys. My youngest one doesn't want kids, he says. And the oldest one, they haven't told me of another one coming. I think they had a struggle with the first. For some I reason, love a little boy. Oh, my God. For some reason, I keep on getting grandson. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that there was something in there. If, if you look very carefully, um, he was sending sending you a message that you should be here. If you want to do your mitzvah, love that child. Oh, I do. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. It's such a game changer. Yeah. Oh, I got one more. I don't even know how much time we have. (laughs) We got time for one more. You got time for one more. Oh yeah. One more. I worked with a woman and she, uh, she, um, in her nine month of pregnancy, she had to deliver a little bit early and the baby died eight days. The baby was alive for eight days and she wanted another one and she got pregnant and she says, I'm scared to death. And I just looked at her and I said, I don't know. I said, all I hear in my head right now is this. It's going to be different this time. And she's like, what does that mean? I said, I have no idea. That's all I keep hearing in my head. It's going to be different this time. 
you know, she says, does that mean I'm going to, you know, the baby's going to be okay? I said, I have a good feeling that it is. But then again, I'm hearing something's going to be different this time. Well, don't you know it was? The baby she lost was a girl, and the baby she had was a boy, and he's fine. Very good, very good. So something's going on over here, Ray. Medium Ray. That's your name now, Medium Ray. Well, you, you have, you're open. You have some abilities. Yeah, I, I feel that. That, that's yeah. why you're, pick, that's why you're picking up these messages. I'm I, very open. I believe in all of this. There's no other explanation. How can you explain that? I think a lot of folks that work in like social security services and like hospice care are in tune with it because like they really care about people. And I think at the, 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 the <laughs> beginning of all of this openness is caring about humanity and people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that if you have that, I think all that's connected. You know what I mean? I can't believe you snuck a medium in the room under my nose. Ray, I did not catch on. He was here the whole time. It was <laughs> I was just sitting over here. That's all. That's awesome. I, and to be fair, to be fair, I never told you not to listen to any previous episodes of Mostly Ghostly. No, and, and I, 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 I ain't tricking nobody. <laughs> no, you are not. You are a state of dude. No, I, I've never done a podcast. I've never listened to a podcast. I don't even know how to access a podcast. I don't know how the, any of that works. We'll change that soon, yeah. Yes. No, that is so, so very cool. So, Ray, I'm not like a crazy, a crazy lady that should be on Taunton State or anything? <laughs> nope, not at all. You're, you're a sensitive and you pick things up. Yeah. Hmm. Empath. Are you familiar with the empath? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a blessing and a curse. Isn't yeah. it though? It so is. It really is. It so is. Are you an empath, Matt? I am. I, f- I feel I am. I don't like to call myself that. It's. I feel weird saying I am, but I think I, I feel am. weird saying it too. Yeah. Like I like Ray, Ray is the real deal. I feel like he's such the real deal that like me even saying I'm in the realm of it. You know what I mean? It's like not even reality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That, no, I I just I disagree. You say it. I know. the The only difference is I've been around enough not to not to be uh not to be afraid to say it. Yeah. And comfortable with it, but all it all it takes is time, and then you start realizing that this is more. I believe this is more what people should do, or should be, since everybody has the ability. They should let it out because, like you said, once you become that way, um, and you start to feel things differently than most other people, yeah. you realize you you realize the connectedness you have with other people, and what what the effect, like Matt, you were saying, words or, uh, on your job when when you're dealing with the, these people all of the time as a social worker, you start putting all this together, and you, you see things differently, you see people differently, you reach out to them, and you, be, you see yourself more as part of a community because you feel more on the, on the physical level. And as it grows, if you start getting things from the other side, you realize that while this physical world is just one small part of it, there's something much bigger and much greater out there, and I'm a part of that too. So it cha- can change your life in a, in, a, in a very good way. And what do you think of psychics? I want to I wanna see if I can go to the other side, so to speak. To see, check on my husband, 
I don't know where to go. I don't know. Be, I don't know. Yeah, you got to be very careful with where you go. I've I've learned that because opening up the wrong door could be, if you're not with the right person, I think it could be troublesome. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. And uh, Ray, tell me if I'm wrong because you're going to know better than me. But a psychic and a medium, they're different, aren't they? Okay, all mediums are psychics. Not all oh. psychic. Not all psychics are mediums. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a there's a bit of a difference. Um, if you if you as far as finding somebody, if you there are several uh, spiritualist churches, for instance, yeah, uh, and they will they will hold events. Sometimes uh, events with where readings or open houses, and they have the people there. They do it in onset at the wigwam. You can you can go there. The only thing I say is if. What you're going to do is when you sit down, is you give them no information. <laughs> because you don't want them playing off you. Um, what I used to do is that I would, I would tell them, listen, I'm going to give you information. I'm going to ask you, do you understand? Say yes or no. Don't say, oh, it's my mom. Oh, it's my... No, I just want yes or no. Mm-hmm. So you give them yes or no's on stuff. Let them pull it from the other side. I did an online psychic in the beginning and she's asked for um, the name and the date they died. That was it. Like January 3rd, not the year, just the date. Yeah. And that's all she knew. <clears throat> and um, she said, ask a question. I said, ask my husband how long we've been together. And she says, the number 25 keeps popping up. And this year makes 25 years. We would have been together. Was it this year that you talked to him? Oh, wait. No, last year would have been 25 years that we were together. That was the, the year that you talked to him? Yeah. So uh, I was like, huh. Like she got stuff wrong, but. I wonder you know, if a Google, not that, not to dismiss anything, but I wonder if like Google, if you knew a name in the half, half the date, sometimes in the obituaries, they'll say, you know, was married for so many years or whatever. I am very skeptical. I, I believe my friend Ray over here can do it, but like I get very skeptical of other people for some reason. And, you never uh, had an obituary. I didn't write oh, one. Oh, really? I didn't write one. It could be the real deal then. I, you know, Ray, what do you think about needing the name and the date without the year? <laughs> um, I, I disagree. I say no information at all. I do have a question. Was your husband, uh, because I opened up and sometimes, um, I start getting things from all over the place. Um, I just someone's trying to come through. I'm wondering if they're attached to you or not. Uh, were your husband closer to six foot tall? He was five ten. Okay. Uh, brown hair, still most of it on his head. Yeah, a little, little bit of receding, mm-hmm. a little bit, but not too much over there. Um, slightly more than medium build. No, he was very thin. Very thin. Okay, this, this guy's presenting as as a little heavy, so he may not be the may not be your husband. You got to also realize that um, I live in a retirement community, fifty five plus, and there's a lot yeah. of path, and there's a lot coming and going here. I so bet some, there are. Sometimes I pick. There's one hundred and seven units. Sometimes I pick up on people going around here, but okay, that's somebody else. I'll wait and see if somebody shows up he belongs to. Okay, so that that yeah, that's definitely someone else. Okay, if someone shows up who's the nicest person you've ever met, 
That's him. <laughs> it doesn't look like me. From the night. <laughs> That's like, ain't me. Hey, it ain't me either. But it, it was definitely my husband. He was uh, just pure good. You know, like he smoked weed like four times in his whole life. Like, like super oh, good. I thought you were going to say he smoked weed regularly. I was going to say, ah. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, he just did, wasn't into that thing. He, he didn't mess around with a lot of girls. Like, he was just... Good. Yeah. yeah. You know, just authentic, genuine, good. Was he, did, did he believe in any like paranormal stuff, do you know, or is he kind of a. Oh, he believed in my stuff. Yeah. He's like, you know, that's pretty wild. Uh, you know, you know, but he never, if I would tell him something, he would never say, ah, oh, that's, what are you, what are you talking about? That can't happen. That's not true. Yeah. He's very supportive and always encouraging, you know? Yeah, I when, when I hear you say that, I just think of him moving stuff around in your house. I think that is him, yeah, for sure, playing around, messing with you. I know. I'm looking now. No, he uh, he did he did mess with me. I had a friend who liked to mess with me, and he actually touched something that I I purposely many things I've left alone and untouched since he's passed away, and he moved a set of weights that were on the mantle of the fireplace that my husband used to use to try to for strengthening exercises. Maybe he got, you know, let's say, wait, bulking up. Well, he was like 90 pounds when he passed away. Uh-huh. He was really sick. Like he just lost so much weight and couldn't get it back. Prior to that, huh? when he was, when he was healthy, what was his build? Oh, he was like 130, 140 tall, thin, okay. just like my son. Was it sometimes they come? I just from with Ray, I know sometimes they'll come when they're in better different eras of their life, you know what I mean? Like it might not have been a sick body, you know what I mean? Could have been when he was like at his best type deal, so to speak. Yeah, I think when I met him, I was 26 when I met him, and he was 33, and um, he died at 56, and I was 50. So, you know, we've been together. For, for for a while, for a good long while. Still together. Still fun. together, yes. Dating is a hot dumpster fire, Jesus Christ. Get on that Tinder, huh? No way, <laughs> no way. That's Plenty so of fish, I think, is one. I have, there's probably like a million dating sites now. That every yeah, year. I'm, I'm trying it out because it's been a few years and my youngest, is, my boy is telling me, he's like, Mom, you know. You're too young to be alone. I'm like, hey, calm it down. Slow yeah. your roll over there. He's going to come by more. He'll love that. He does. I was hanging out with him and his girlfriend Saturday night. Just and they're, they're the one expecting or just had the, with the granddaughter? No, that that boy lives in upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. The one with the, so the one with the girl, he doesn't want kids. But sometimes, even when you don't want them kids, sometimes those kids come. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. So you know, time will tell. Yeah, I tell him, you know, maybe not now, but maybe later. You never know. And um, I I asked him, I said, is it because you have special needs? Is that why you don't want to have a baby? Because you'd be awesome at being a dad, just like your yeah. dad. You know, that doesn't make any difference. Just takes love. That's all it takes is love, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I, I dropped my kids a few times. They bounce. They get up. It's all good. They're soft. That's how it is. That's why, the, you know, the fleshy. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're made to bounce. That's right. <laughs> this has been so fun. Hell yeah. Well. I hope you let me come back. Absolutely. You're always welcome to come back. You know what I mean? I definitely want to come back. You got no plugs? Like, I don't think you, you, you're plugging any websites or anything, I'm guessing, right? No, I got nothing going on. Am I supposed she'll be she'll be having a, she'll be popping soon. Next time you come on, you'll be having a whole laundry list of stuff to promote. That's how it goes. This is how it starts. First, you never heard of a podcast. Then you're on a podcast. Then podcasting is life. That's how it goes. <laughs> podcasting is life. Podcasting is life. That's funny. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have anything to promote. Am I supposed to? Like, I'll come with a pop pad or something uh, next De- time. DebraSchwartz dot com. Everybody, get out there and check it out. <laughs> 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 Whoever owns it, we just gave them a free plug. You know? What oh, I mean? that's funny. But, I want to do a Netflix documentary on myself. Me I'm too. Like, Sign me up. Wouldn't that be I'd fun? Love I'd love to. I'd, I, I'll direct it. I'll direct your, your Netflix movie. Oh, I don't, don't so even cool. have to be about me. I'll just direct it. That's all I can. Oh, Ray, will you come too? Yeah, sure. Ray. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would totally be down for that because no, there's stuff that happens in a day in the life that no one would believe. That sounds no more like believe. a reality show then. It is like a reality show. Yeah. You know, it goes from like a nice little hospice lady having blending in and doing my social worker gig. And then something happens, and I walk in my kitchen, and I'm just, like, swaying and screaming at the top of my lungs. It's like grief combined with life. And sometimes you're able to contain it in a nice little box, and sometimes it just explodes. You got to let the energy out sometimes. Uh, Oh, I do. You have to. It's healthy. No one's complained in the condo complex yet, so I guess I'm Ah. good. (laughs) Yelling windows out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Ah. That's what I do every now and then. I yell my windows out. <laughs> well, Deborah, this was fantastic. We'll definitely have you back on again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. I had a great time. And Ray, it was swell to meet you. I really like meeting you and both of you. You two, Matt. Thanks for everybody. I hope you really like meeting me, too. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks right. oh, for being here. It was fun. I understand. Ray is a superstar. I consider Ray a big superstar. He considers us equals, and I consider him a superstar. That's how we you do it. Once you told me he's the guy in charge, you know, I got to make sure I give him street cred so I get good parking. That's true. That's true. It's all about good parking and location. Location, <laughs> location, location. <laughs> Ray, this has been a lot of fun, you know. We'll tell the ghosties out there that we'll catch them next time around. You know, if you if you all like this episode of Mostly Ghostly, go check out more episodes of Mostly Ghostly wherever you're listening to this. If you want to look and support the Boombastic Media Network, which not only has Mostly Ghostly a part of it, but it also has the Dead Kids of Derry and Blood and Bud with Jesse, our mutual I'm friends. What's up? Da-da-da-da. As well as like just like ten episodes on the network now, it's moving and grooving. Uh, if you want to help financially, you can support with different tiers. But you will always get your mostly ghostly audio episodes fall free forever. 
And yeah. uh, we like it that way. So uh, everybody be good out there. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Ghostly. <laughs>